everyone and welcome back to Office Hours with Lex. I know y'all are probably concerned considering the fact that you have not heard from me in months. I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's been a lot going on and so I figured I'd come back and just kind of update y'all slightly on my life, mainly on, you know, just I guess where the podcast is going and what I plan on doing. So let's go ahead and get started. All right, so updates. With the podcast, I know this was something that I started during the school year and things got hectic and naturally I had to put it on the back burner. So if you haven't kind of figured out by now, this would be episode four. So for me, I think I need time to kind of figure out which or the direction I want my podcast to go. So I think, well, what I am going to do, I'm going to record maybe six more episodes and then, you know, because I want, I want an even number. So I feel like 10 is fine. And then once I hit 10, I'm going to take a little break until January. And then by that time, I'll understand what it is that I want as far as like for the podcast. I mean, for the most part, it's together, but just making sure I can come up with a schedule that I can keep it maintained. So that's the update with the podcast. Um, As far as like my life, so... I've actually made a little career transition. So you guys know that when I initially started the podcast, I was in education. I am no longer in education. So at the end of the school year, I decided to leave the classroom. Um, That Monday after school ended, I enrolled into a program and I'm in the process of getting certified in that career um, field and I'll be job hunting. So that's an update on the career and so that's pretty much that's pretty much it for the most part summer has been going smoothly I've just kind of been recuperating from the year I hope you all have had a great year if you're in education I hope their summer is going by as slow as you need it to Um, but I went into Target today and I saw all the organizers I went into Walmart a couple days ago I saw all the school supplies and I just my heart dropped because it's not even August yet but you know it's weird because a part of me even though like I made a decision to leave it it doesn't feel like that because I guess either way I would still be like home for the summer so it doesn't feel like I'm not going back just yet it probably won't hit me until school starts and then I'm not teaching but I don't know (laughs) My heart did drop when I went into Walmart the other day and I saw all those school supplies. But yeah, those are all the updates. Oh, before we get started, before I move on. I know in the last episode, I talked about reading all about love. And then, you know, I had to put the podcast on the back burner. I know. (laughs) I know. But I have the book. And I think for the rest of the episodes in addition to maybe a couple more topics I think I am going to cover some things from the book and I'll just go ahead and start reading along you do not have to read along if you don't want to I think you know with the topic that I'm discussing today I definitely think this is a book that I need to just go ahead and read I'm going to be 
um, reading and discussing the intro and then chapters one through three. So that's technically like four sections of the book. Five if you count, if you count the, pre- the preface or the preface, however you pronounce it. Um, but like I said, you read it at your own pace. It is what it is. Um, but I definitely think the topic that we're that I'll be discussing today, <laughs> the text is needed. Um, so yeah, if you want to read along, those are the parts of the book I'll be discussing next time. If you don't and you just want to listen along, that's fine too. You can always get the book and read it at your own pace. I'm cool with that. Alright, so for this week's topic, first let me start off by um, giving a little disclaimer. This is probably one of the more personal topics that I've done in the past three episodes. I don't know if it'll ever get deeper than that, but I say that to say, like, I really, I really don't uh, go too deep into my personal life when it comes to certain things but I definitely think that this is a conversation that could truly benefit someone or even just provide like a sense of sisterhood right I just ask that you know when listening I don't think this is the episode to like critique but more so to empathize even if you can't relate you know maybe this isn't the episode for you and I'm okay with that but I just I just ask that you listen with a more understanding ear instead of a critical one so we're gonna go ahead and get started this particular episode was inspired um, by a conversation I had today actually with my mom it was an emotional conversation I'll be honest um I do think a lot of the um, emotions are hormonal or hormone hormonally charged <laughs> I don't know if that's a word but we're just gonna roll with it um so you know you can read between the lines you can take that how you want to take it but I definitely you know some tears were shed on the phone with my mom today so like I said we were talking about dating and I was telling her about this person that I was involved with and you know I was just telling her how you know it bothered me because I genuinely care for this person and you know it just it just feels weird like up in the air right and it's just it kind of put me in a space where I was just kind of uncomfortable um me and this person you know we're friends and I do value our friendship too and I was telling her that you know with us being friends I want to talk to them like a friend but I feel like I can't you know like I told her that I feel like I have to like not really talk to him um you know and it's weird because I want to not from a like romantic perspective but just like friendly conversation I just feel like you know it just it just all kind of puts me in a weird space and so you know my mom 
she felt the need to tell me um i guess you could say her love story so the story that she has um cultivated with my father so my mom met my dad in the 80s they married in 1990 they're still married they've been married i guess now for 32 years and so my mom told me that you know my her and my dad they met at work they were friends they all kind of hung together in a little friend group and you know she she started to like him i guess they went on some dates and she wanted things to go further and he just wasn't quite ready so my mom said she kind of distanced herself from him they didn't necessarily do the no contact thing my dad lived up the street from my mom um he i was actually born in the house that he was living in <laughs> but they you know they weren't married yet <laughs> but he was still living there he was living there before they got married and so that particular house is actually up the street from my grandma like walking distance from my grandmother's house so you know she would still see him of course they worked together so she would still see him and i guess you know in their time apart he dated other people and just realized they weren't her and so he came back and they ended up dating and next thing you know they were married and then i came along <laughs> and so hearing that story kind of gives me hope now i don't know if this person will ever hear this i hope that they don't but if they do you know it's inevitable it is, it is what it is right i don't it didn't give me hope that this person would spin the block, right? That's not where I'm going with this at all. It gave me hope and it it made me feel okay or it made me feel comfortable. Um, I guess you could say feeling okay with that being an option, if that makes sense. I feel like nowadays and i see this a lot you know in social media people tend to like push you know the no contact blossom and move on kind of thing and naturally that doesn't work for everybody and so there's some i feel like to a certain extent sometimes there is a narrative that you know if you do choose to spin the block or whatever that you know, you're re-inviting issues back into your life, and sometimes that's not the case. And I oftentimes, you know, struggled with this um, because I don't, I wouldn't want this person to think that, like, if they did come back into my life, the the reason why we split, like, that's not okay, like how you handled that that's still not okay but i also feel like i would if opportunity presented itself for this person to come back into my life i would be okay with that because of how they treated me and ultimately how they made me feel whether we were dating or not you know and for me like i said i also you know, recognize and know for myself that there are just some things that I would need in order for this person to successfully spin the block, right? <laughs> but like I said, my mother's story made me 
made me feel like just because if that is if that is a part of my story if you know this guy does decide maybe months or even a year later that you know he wants to try things again or they want to try things again then and if you know if i'm open to it then okay let's do it but i think sometimes social media tends to make it tends to make it seem like if you do kind of operate from that standpoint that it's out of lack like you don't believe that this is going to come back around again and i don't i don't think that like you know this person i know for a fact that you know there are good men out there because i was raised by one (laughs) there are good men in my family you know i have male friends that are amazing and with this particular person like whether we were dating or not he treated me like a queen you know there was a particular circumstance well it wasn't a particular circumstance back in February, my, my dog died right um literally out of the blue like she was attacked it wasn't a medical it wasn't like a a medical situation like she was attacked by two dogs and she didn't survive the attack and this person that i've been referencing literally like jumped in the car and came to be by my side and i just feel like not so much at the fact that it was him but like i said those qualities like you you want a person that if something goes wrong they gonna stop jumping the car to be with you right and so if this person was to spend the block in my life in addition to other things and how you know how this person shows up for me in other parts of my life like because i've processed how those actions made me feel I also am not thinking from a place of lack. Like, I know that I could find a person with those same qualities. But just like you have a lot of clownfish in the sea, <laughs> there's also only one Nemo. So you have to... <laughs> so it's, it's just one of those things. Like, I, I know if I was to go and pick up a clownfish, I'd be okay with the orange or whatever. But I'm also acknowledging the fact that it's not Nemo. It's just another type of fish. And I think that's how I view this particular situation. Like, I would be okay regardless, but at the same time, like, it's just this one. You know, I don't I don't know. Maybe y'all get it. Maybe y'all don't. I don't know. But, and with this being said, too, I understand, like, quote-unquote, spinning the block isn't for every situation, right? And it's important to have, like, your um how would you say this like you're non-negotiable so like maybe if the person cheated maybe you wouldn't spend the block for me those would be my non-negotiables like you're not coming back into my life after this affected me like that like that's just me but there are some people who that's not that's not the case for them right and i mean you know it is what it is but for me like i said if someone were to if this person were to spend the block I also acknowledge that there are some things that I would need. So our initial split kind of like created, I don't want to say mistrust because obviously if I don't trust them, I don't need to even entertain the thought, but like it's more so a sense of skepticism, right? 
not even so much of the situation but how it was handled that makes me that would make me skeptical but there are some things that i would need to kind of work through that skepticism right so for me i would need time so like quality time but just time to really like date this person and collect data and really get to know this person again there's this tweet and i really wish that i would have um screenshotted it before i recorded i i use the anchor app so i record on my phone for right now um i look forward to the day i can get me a little microphone (laughs) a little microphone but um you know and in the tweet they were saying how you know they no longer date with intention but they date you know, with the intent of making friends. And in in that way, they're able to kind of see the person for who they are and not be so focused on the outcome, right? And for a while, I thought that that was backwards. Backwards, but I felt like that was grounds for me to be led on. Because if I meet you and I like you, and I mean, I'm not saying that we can't form a friendship, but it's like, okay, at what point, <laughs> I don't know, it just seemed like too much. But again, you know, you can't really aspire to be in a relationship with somebody that you don't know and you haven't experienced, right? And so for me now, knowing that, I realized that if this person were to spend the block, like, we would have to start from square one. We would have to get to know each other again. We would have to take things slow. And I know that. And I know that now, right? And not for him, but for me, you know, to really figure out if, you know, if this is what I want. And I'm not saying that I don't know that now, but at the same time, like I said, me and this person were just friends. So they can do what they want to do. <laughs> you know, but again, like I acknowledge that I would need those things. Like that, that would be my new boundary. That would be, you know, those would be that would be, I guess you could say, the policy or the procedure to what I would be doing if he were to spend the block, right? I would just, I feel like I would have to get to know him all over again, and I would have to date him slowly in order to data collect and really be in the moment and I think in addition to that you know for them to be present and for us to just kind of have fun like you know I'm not saying that you know I want to just be casual or whatever if you know it doesn't work it doesn't work but at least you know we gave it an honest shot and I feel like the first time around that wasn't the case um, I'm not saying I didn't give it an honest shot, but you know, I just don't, I just don't think that that was the case. And so, for me, that's what I would need. Not so much trying to race to a relationship or race to commitment, but just really like taking it day by day. You know, keeping the lines of communication open, being consistent with each other on both ends of the spectrum, like you know me and this person we don't live in the same city so you know making it a point to be intentional about the time spent with each other you know making it a point to be intentional about 
staying in contact with each other, you know. And so that's that's what I would need. That's what I would need. And it's really, I don't want to say difficult, but different because, like, I don't know. I feel like growing up, I really wasn't taught how to date. You know, my parents, my mom was more, you know, she she understood it a little bit more. My dad, I didn't talk to my dad about dating. I'll be honest. I did not talk to that man. He, I remember one time he told me at 17 I could date, but I'll be honest, I wasn't really interested in nobody that I went to school with like that. And I don't think they were interested in me, so it didn't, it didn't matter. Um, but, you know, I didn't really talk to, I'm sorry, my dog was barking, or whining rather. I think she's sleeping, having a dream. Um, but I didn't really talk to my dad about dating, and so I didn't really learn how to date. And I feel like a lot of, like, my friends that I grew up with, a lot of them, you know, they dated or whatever, however that went. And they just, you know, were able to date or whatever. And so I feel like they can navigate it a little bit better than I can because they have that experience. I do not. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm learning, but, you know, it, it's different because I'm older. So then I also feel like in addition to me kind of trying to learn to date and then I'm older, I also have, like, the pressures of, oh, my gosh, you're getting closer to 30, you know. So it's it's just a lot. But I don't know, like, talking with my mom really did kind of, let the disappointment dissipate i do have conversations sometimes about like dating with my therapist and she's very helpful one of the things though because like over time i've definitely gotten a lot of advice as far as like dating is concerned and i'll be honest i'm not a fan of it one of the pieces of advice not necessarily and i mean I'm, i've gotten it from my therapist but other people too when they be telling you to focus on yourself now, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I take that as a slap in the face because I know in the past two years, I've had, well, was it two years? Well, one I meant in 2018, the other I meant in 2021, so maybe it was three years. I don't know, but, well, yeah, but it, in the midst of all that, like, I've Started, I started going to therapy. You know, I was able to, you know, get another job. So I started teaching middle school first, and then I transitioned to elementary. Um, while I was at my second school, I was a team lead. I purchased a home. I got my master's. You know, in the midst of that time period from 20, well, I didn't start therapy for 2020, but, you know, from 2020 till now, I accomplished a good bit of those things. I, I was already working at, my, at the elementary school because I started going to therapy um, during COVID, like when we were, you know, quarantined in the house. But um, I... I did all those things, and then I decided, okay, well, I realized that my career path wasn't the one for me, 
so then I transitioned to another career path and I'm in the process of getting certified and searching for jobs so it's like I've always you know being focused on myself I've like you know the disappointment that I've experienced with those two like the two disappointments that I can say that I've experienced that kind of like knocked the wind out of me they didn't they didn't stop nothing so then it's like for somebody to come into your come into your space you know when you're trying to heal when you're trying to process and they tell you that it's like well what do you think I've been doing and I think that it kind of sends the message that when you do try to make space for companionship that you lose yourself and that's not that's not true at all you know I was able to still obtain all the things that I wanted in life in the midst of going through those disappointments even before the disappointment came you know I've never dealt with a person that downplayed my accomplishments or my dreams or my goals like all the men that I've dated have been very very supportive of my dreams and goals so I was never in a dating experience where I wasn't poured into and encouraged in that way so even then right the men would push me forward and you know encourage me with my dreams and my goals and you know, would root for me and cheer for me on the sidelines. Like, I was never in a predicament to where I just put myself on the back burner for this relationship or for this relationship to grow. I was, I never experienced that. And so for somebody to kind of come into your face and say, well, you need to, you just need to focus on yourself, it'll happen. I have always been focused on myself. I have always been focused on myself. And even with me being focused on myself, you know, some like like I said, with the two, and I say that they take the wind out of me, or these two disappointments kind of took the wind out of me, because I felt like prior to me meeting these two people, these two men, these two people, these two persons, <laughs> all that is not grammatically correct, but we're just going to roll <laughs> Prior to me meeting these two guys, I had, you know, I didn't really have no expectations. And I mean, obviously I met them years apart, but like, I, those of you that know, know, like with the first person we met at a bar, the second person, I mean, you know, we met on the app, but I didn't really think too much of it initially, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I never just automatically think, okay, is this my husband, is this my husband? Like, no, like I really wasn't looking or expecting them to come and they did you know <laughs> but um yeah like it's just interesting the, the advice people give and I, I sometimes think that people don't to a certain extent sometimes I feel like people don't hold men accountable and they just kind of if anything I feel like to a certain extent they I don't want to say hold women accountable but it's like they equip us with the tools to navigate around the foolishness but they don't ever equip men to just not be foolish right and that doesn't mean that just because you know because like I said everybody don't want to you know date seriously some people really just enjoy being you know not 
heavily connected to a person being able to bounce. And it doesn't mean that they're having sex, but it's just, you know, okay, well, this is just somebody that maybe I do drinks with, just somebody I do like a museum date with or whatever. Maybe they just enjoy that freedom and that's fine. But I think the problem a lot of times too is that men, men aren't really straightforward a lot of times and they tend to, I guess you could say like, I don't want to say blur the lines, but they date in a way to where it's like, okay, if you didn't want nothing serious, like you didn't have to go all out for me. Like, <laughs> like sometimes, and I'm not saying that you have to come at me in a disrespectful way either. That that I'm not saying at all. But I feel like sometimes men, they they will know, okay, I don't want nothing serious. And they will hear a woman say that they do. And they will still carry on with this person. And I understand, yes, we do need to have boundaries so that doesn't happen. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. But I do think if you know what this person wants and you still choose choose to keep them around, yeah, you have a part to play in that too. And I feel like society doesn't really hold men accountable all the time, but they are steady equipping women with the skills to kind of navigate around instead of fixing the problem at the root. And I don't really care for that either. Because ultimately, one of the conclusions that I've come to terms with is that like, I can sit up here and I can heal and I can, you know, prioritize myself, but that's not going to improve the dating pool. That's not, that's not going to, you know, improve the caliber of men if the men aren't improving it doesn't matter you know i the healing and the you know improvements that i make to myself cannot they're only going to count for me they're not going to count for the men out there right and i was telling my mom you know going back to the advice where you know oh when people tell you you need to focus on yourself i was telling my mom today that you know, while in some cases I can see where that could be good advice, it, I don't know, like, it, to me, in addition to what I've already shared about it kind of being shitty advice, I also think that it's kind of shitty, too, because it's like, okay, you put forth, you pour into yourself, you achieve your goals, you do all these things, and then you look up and you have no one to share it with. Right. And so it's like, you know, I've I've done all that. I've focused on myself. I'm constantly focusing on myself. Right. And so it's like, but, you know, the more the farther along I get in life and in my accomplishments and I'm accomplishing all these things and I'm, you know, getting far in life and all that. It's just like it's hard because it's like, well, dog, like I have nobody to share it with. And I know I can share my accomplishments with my parents and my friends and my family, but we all know that's not the same thing. You don't love from the same portion of your heart, your friends, the same way you do a significant other. It's just a different type of love. Now, that doesn't mean that you should have asked your love to your friends. I don't believe in that either. But, you know, it just hits a little different, right, when it's a significant other, you know. And so... Yeah, I don't know. Like, we're all just kind of trying to find 
someone who's not damaged, but it's it's getting really hard. I ain't even gonna hold you. But I don't know. I just hope that we can all find our person, and because it's 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 getting real ghetto out here. <laughs> it's getting real ghetto out here. I ain't even gonna hold you. But I don't know. Like having this conversation and like. I don't want to say putting my business out there, but just being able to kind of speak these things aloud. And I do see a therapist and I do kind of speak these things, but just having the ability to express how I feel without it being analyzed. I mean, you may analyze it at home when you're listening, but I don't have to hear what you have to say. So, you know, so it's just like, we're not, we're not in the same room talking to each other. So I feel like it has been kind of cathartic in a way. Um, My mother asked me, you know, if I was going to date again or when. And honestly, I just genuinely don't know. Like, it has nothing to do with the person I was telling you guys about, the spin in the block. It has nothing to do with that at all. It's just more so the fact that I'm, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just. It's draining when dating should be fun. And, you know, (laughs) uh, people say that it should be fun. But see, the problem that I have with that is, right, okay, I don't want the fun to end. Like, I don't want you to have fun with nobody else. (laughs) Oh, God. So, yeah, that, I don't know. Like I said, I'm at a point, I, and again, I realized that I was like down in the dumps because of hormonal reasons. Oh, you can read between the lines what that means. <laughs> um, so I mean, who knows? A couple weeks, I may feel different, or you know, tomorrow even I may feel different. Who knows? But I'm just as of right now, I just kind of want to chill. <laughs> I just want to chill. All right, so that was episode four. Like I told y'all, <laughs> it, that was a deep one. I let y'all in on my personal life just a tad. Um, but again, I just ask that y'all listen, not necessarily with a critical ear, but an empathetic one, an understanding one, right? So I think the last time I made an episode, I was reading The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, and I finally finished it. And it amazes me how much of her life kind of like, I don't want to say corresponds corresponds with the show Insecure, but like certain parts of her life she kind of put into the story. But it was funny. I enjoyed reading the book. I'm going to probably rewatch Insecure at some point. I've been avoiding rewatching Insecure because that last season, it's that was truly an end, the end of an era like for real but that was a good book I enjoyed it I wouldn't mind if she wrote another book even if it was fiction right I would love to kind of see her step into that space right now I am reading Black Girls Must Die Exhausted I think I think that's the name yes so I have the book in my hands <laughs> it's called Black Girls Must Die Exhausted and so far I am about halfway the book it's I like it there are certain parts of the book and like I said I'm only halfway through but just the only thing about it I just feel like there are certain parts that are being drug on 
for the sake of making the book a certain length because I don't understand and maybe I'll get it the further I am but I'm just halfway there are certain parts where I'm just like okay like can we come on like can we go ahead to Saturday like or you know just certain things kind of just drawn on a little bit longer but I am still invested in the story if you guys would like to read it it's about a lady named Tabitha Walker she is a news reporter who is in a relationship um, who has been in a relationship with someone a man named Mark for the past year and a half she gets this medical diagnosis that literally turns her life upside down and now she's trying to move through life and figure out how she's going to redirect some of her life plans and honestly it's it's very very interesting it's it's interesting so if you want to read it I think it has a it does have a sequel called Black Girls Must Be Magic or Black Girls Are Magic I don't have the book in front of me but I saw it um and it's by Jane Allen so if you guys want to read that that's a good book as well and like I said before I will be going over um we're talking about all about love and I'll be reading the intro in chapters one through three so let me know what books are you guys reading don't forget to follow us on instagram at office hours with lex and you can follow me on twitter at say so s-a-e-s-e-a-u-x and i will see you all on next week's office hours bye-bye